Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of the Telegram Gazette, uh, joined on this voice of business by Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Dave, great to be here, and thank Fidelity Bank for, for sponsoring the Voice of Business. Uh, a, uh, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, the, uh, the Chamber uh, in the United Way in the city had a uh, press conference uh, on Monday uh, announcing, um, well, I'll, I'll let you explain it, announcing a great program. Yeah, we've, we've launched what we're going to call the Worcester Green Corps, and, you know, we've fielded calls over the last couple of years you know, from chamber members, uh, from members of our board about, you know, while there's a lot of economic momentum and development taking place, uh, you know, we've had this persistent problem with litter and trash. And, you know, City Manager Augustus a couple of years ago put together, you know, a comprehensive plan, you know, with some elements that, uh, you know, some people on the council were concerned about in, in the community. And ultimately, you know, the plan was was not adopted. And the, the issue of trash and litter and debris in the city, you know, has festered. Uh, you know, so kind of to, to kind of you know kind of revisit the big picture, and you know for those uh, listeners that may not be familiar with the with uh, with the city manager's plan, it involved things like you know clear plastic bags for you know for recycling, and Worcester being a city of seven hills, things get blown around in you know recycling. That's right. Can kind well, of, there aren't know. lid uh, lids on the recycling right. bins, um, you know, and that contributes to it, especially in some of the dense dense na- denser neighborhoods. Um, and, uh, you know, but then there's just overflowing, you know, trash receptacles and things like that uh, that contribute to it and not holding people accountable, them, you know, when they're littering themselves. And, and then, you know, there's uh, negative consequences to our water and our environmental, uh, environmentally sensitive areas. So there's a lot of ramifications to this. And, you know, you're, the, the Telegram has talked about it. You know, former Mayor Ray Mariano and, and now Telegram columnist has written about yeah, this. Yeah, very, very vocal, and um, yep. it's time to to clean up the city. Yeah, and and uh, Janice Harvey, Worcester Magazine columnist, did a similar thing, talking about while well, there's a lot of good things happening, this this is this is continues to be a challenge. And so we've heard that, and you know, we had a, began a conversation over the last year at the chamber. What could we be doing? You know, recognizing this is primarily a city function. But, you know, the more, more we talked about it, you know, we thought, look, uh, it's everybody's responsibility as a chamber and our member businesses that want to promote the region as a place to invest and, and grow jobs. You know, part of it is you, it's got to be inviting. It's got to look clean. So, you know, what we've put together is this public-private partnership called Worcester Green Corps. The chamber, uh, uh, our board, ex- executive board has okayed us to hire a position called the Green Corps Coordinator. Uh, the, the, we're envisioning, and the United Way has has contributed. And what you know, the chamber has been around for 140, uh, 41 years. We have deep tentacles into the business community. Uh, the United Way has been around for 101 years. They are engaged and involved with almost every nonprofit in the city. So, if we could activate the business network, the nonprofit network, 
um, and find ways to support much much of the good work that's already taking place. Like REC does Earth Day, does a phenomenal job. There are different groups that that do you know their own types of cleanups. Uh, uh, how can we support that? How can we fill in the gaps? both by working the private sector and the nonprofit sector hand-in-glove with the city and have a year-round sustained effort that's focused not just on cleanup and debris, but also um, beautification projects. And how do we involve young people to understand that there are projects and both educational and career pathways in the green jobs and environmental sectors? So one of the elements of it would be a summer jobs piece where they're not just cleaning up and, and doing beautification projects, but also learning about these educational and, and, and employment pathways as well. Yeah. So I guess that leads me to my first question as a, as a, as a listener is just, so um, one would ask, well, isn't um, the responsibility to keep the city clean? Isn't that the city's responsibility? And, and how do you answer those, those people? And I think I just heard that it's much more than just a city cleanup effort that this is, much more than that. Yeah, it, it's it's about you know yes. How do we support the city? You know how do we make it? You know we've had business associations that some have expressed an interest to neighborhood business associations. You know playing a more involved role. Could 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 we assist with that? Um, you know can we do match funding? Can we seek out grants again to augment this? And then also, are there beautification efforts? Are there issues uh, opportunities to support? You know our water and parks uh, system. So. We think there's a there's a an opportunity here to promote environmental stewardship uh, across the community, uh, un- having uh, people understand why we all have a stake and make sure we have a clean, attractive, welcoming city, uh, and uh, you know also more efficiently maybe deploy help the city deploy resources, maybe more eyes and ears out there to go after and combat illegal dumpers and people who are are taking advantage of of the system, if you will. Uh, so we think that this comprehensive program, a real public-private partnership, can build on some of the good work that's already taking place and maybe look to do it kind of on a year-round basis. Yeah, the big picture sounds great. So getting into the weeds, so um, talk about the rollout of such a plan, sort of the nuts and bolts of, of how it would actually happen. Yeah, what, well, what tonight like. the city manager, uh, you know, the, the Red Sox opener, the, the council meeting was moved uh, to, to Wednesday night, tonight. And uh, the manager has presented a comprehensive package, a modified package than what he presented two years ago, that would include uh, some funding for the summer Green Corps piece. And that would be to employ um, about 25 young people, all with a supervisor in each one of the district council or uh, districts, to work on you know cleanup and beautification projects, uh, you know four days a week, and then one day a week they would be educational opportunities, tours, seminars about educational and employment opportunities in the green space, whether it be, you know, in solar, cleaning up brownfield sites, working for the DPW, uh, uh, you know, working at the water filtration plant, uh, understanding some of the science behind some of these these issues and uh, that we're facing in the environment and, and learning the, the business and dynamics around recycling. We think this is a huge upside here to, to, to build a future workforce in green jobs and in, in environmental fields. Uh, and at the same time, and clean the city. Then the idea would be our Green Corps coordinator would work annually, engaging with groups and organizations, some of whom are already doing, to see how we can support and fill gaps around cleanups and beautification, so that you know we're we're uh, 
attacking things and being more proactive with the city, with the Mass Highway Department on, on areas that they're responsible for um, to, to tackle these things uh, sooner rather than later. So would you describe this as a, as a permanent program, more of a pilot program? We'll see how it goes in year one. Well, I think, you know, the goal is, you know, with the chamber leadership of the United Way, both organizations have been around for a long time. And I think we're all committed to creating something that's sustainable. Um, we're going to learn. There'll be, uh, you know, I'm sure some bumps along the way. But the idea is, you know, how do we across the spectrum, public, private sector, you know, all of our institutions, our businesses and the city, how can we do a better job and stay focused on this on a day-to-day basis? And a lot of it's coordination. There are a fair amount of resources already. How can we use them? Um, uh, how can we complement them, and 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 use them more effectively? If everybody's kind of playing, agrees that they've got a role and responsibility in this. Yeah, and you mentioned um, you mentioned all the um, you know all parts of the city. I'm assuming that uh, that all the districts will have their own green teams. Um, yeah, the, the, the Worcester Green Corps, you know, the district teams, as you know, the, the, I'm sure the names will, but there'll be a team of, you know, five young people for the summer with a supervisor who will tackle some of the projects as identified by, you know, city officials. We, we obviously want to hear from neighborhood and business groups, uh, are there beautification opportunities. Because, you know, We've the, had some great yeah. conversations with the Regional Environmental Council about how we could support some of their community garden work. Yeah. Again, you know, kind of like addressing the critics proactively, they'll say, well, you know, you get the entire team is going to be in the canal district. But that doesn't sound like it's the case, is that this would be a citywide that's pro- right. project. Right. And that's, you know, downtown has traditionally had a member of the DPW or two kind of focused on a regular basis cleaning up. The bid business improvement district that was created over in the theater district complements that. But how do we bring this out to the neighborhoods, not just in the neighborhood business districts, but we know there's certain areas, you know, some of our green spaces, which was blessed with many parks, but unfortunately in some cases people use those secluded areas as dumping grounds. So how do we clean them up? How do we uh, add to the eyes and ears? How do we hold people accountable? How do we educate people about, you know, what happens when they're not being, you know, uh, attentive to putting out their recycling, uh, how, you know, they, they uh, we, people with overflowing dumpsters, how when people are legal, uh, illegally dumping, you know, maybe there's an educational moment as well as an accountability moment. Yeah. And, you know, it, this, I mean, it sounds like a, a great program. And, you know, I'm sure after people read about this and maybe they already have read about it in the Telegram and Gazette um, in, in Tuesday's paper or on telegram.com or, you know, even tuned in, uh, tune into the city council meeting. Uh, I'm assuming that people may even want to, you know, become involved in, in the program, you know, whether it's, you know, they know a young person that might be interested in, in a green career, they might have a, a business that wants to jump on board. Um, how does one get involved in something like this? Yeah, well, uh, on, on the chamber side, our, our vice president of government and community affairs, Alex Guardiola, is going to be kind of our point person. Again, we're working closely with the United Way uh, for the summer jobs piece. We're not going to reinvent the wheel. Uh, Worcester Community Action Council does a great job working and helping finding young people for a variety of jobs. And we were with Mary Beth Campbell just a, a little while ago, along with Jeff Churgeon from Mass Hire of Central Massachusetts. Uh, and then we're going to be, you know, reaching out. We also are, are going to probably put together a, a community advisory board to help make give suggestions and and help us, you know, seek out where there are opportunities, uh, opportunities for for businesses and organizations to support, you know, maybe weekend cleanups in, in certain neighborhoods or, um, you know, so we're going to kind of look at this again 
filling gaps, having a 24, you know, 365 day a year kind of presence working collaboratively with the business community, the nonprofits and the city to try to tackle this. So we're not overwhelmed by it at times, which has been the case, uh, you know, sometimes over the years. Yeah. And, and you could, the list is long, but many of the, the projects in Worcester that are successful are the ones that are collaborative, really. That's right. And, and hopefully then sustainable. Um, and uh, the United Way contributed $25,000. The Worcester Business Development Corporation has agreed to pay for two of the district site uh, site district managers will be supervising, you know, the, to the teams. So we're already seeing, you know, people step up. The WBDC, United Way, committed twenty five thousand. The chamber has agreed to to uh, hire the year round position of the uh, Green Corps coordinator. Um, the city and the manager's, you know, recommendation to the council would be to fund the summer jobs piece uh, of of the twenty five young people. So. You know, we, we, we think that's a sustainable model. Hopefully that doesn't break anyone's bank, uh, uh, but keeps us focused and puts together a model that year-round results in Worcester being a cleaner, uh, more, more beautiful, and welcoming place. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's everybody's goal. Right, and everyone's interest, uh, both in terms of aesthetics, <laughs> quality of life, uh, and, uh, you know, it's good for business, too. That's great. That's Tim Murray, CEO and President of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm Dave Nordman, Executive Editor of the Telegram Gazette. Tim, will do it again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.